0: Welcome back to Rated Radio, with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Wyndham. Shane, what's going on in your world?
1: Hell, it's Saturday. I'm, I'm ready to get drunk in front of a camera. Recording footage for the banter bar so today, not, for anyone who's confused.
0: Not something that you just do in your personal time, not a Buffalo Bill situation? Nope. Okay. No
1: tuck happening here.
0: Good, um,
1: good. All that's happening in the rest of my life is uh, just a fart cushion for my daughter and a jungle gym for my son
0: what about you uh not a whole lot podcasts work put up a pool recently my garden is doing i say my garden my greenhouse is doing well can't decide on whether or not i want to actually put the plants in the ground so you might be getting some vegetables or something you keep saying
1: you're going to give me vegetables you know what you need to grow for me in your greenhouse is some green
0: oh do i oh yeah and what the fuck would you do with that use it oh would you yeah. Okay.
1: No, I'm going to start selling it.
0: I find again. that very hard to believe. And no, I will not illegally grow in my greenhouse. But if it becomes legal, I might consider it.
1: Well, fuck you too and fuck your vegetables.
0: Should we roll the intro then? Yes. pause to roll the intro am i the only one that hears the intro in their head
1: i hear the intro to semi-friendly for some reason well, because God. they
0: love they actually play it
1: you actually friends. get to ah whatever semi friends yes
0: hello quasi friends it's
1: fucking there it, you know it's it, it is such very a, very
0: good i really do like their intro
1: it's such like a, it pumps you up so i'm trying to be more in that
0: so just fuck our podcast let's move on no, to our top 10 list i love
1: I love what we do. I love the music that we made for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Point blank period. <laughs> okay. Write it down. Figure it out.
0: Until you make it your ringtone. I cannot believe you.
1: You picked most danceable songs.
0: Yeah. Top Vers- 10 songs that make you want to dance. Yeah.
1: Which we have not conferred with one another on this list. So if, if there are repeats, I don't give a fuck. I was changing nothing for you this week.
0: I really do- You were supposed. You should have sent me. I sent you... The list before, you were the one that didn't.
1: When it comes to dancing, I don't want to ruin anybody's vibe.
0: I don't think that we're going to have repeats. I could be pleasantly surprised, but we'll see.
1: We will see.
0: Let's get into it.
1: First pick for me is I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Let me paint you a picture. Mm. I'm about to be seven years old. I've moved away from a life of apartment complexes and trailer parks into a two story house in the middle of Idaho. The house is surrounded by wooded mountains on three sides. There is only one road. It runs alongside a river in both directions. And there's not a notable town or even a grocery store for at least 30 miles in each direction.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Is this an actual place or a Bob Ross painting? It's both. Okay. You
1: know, what's fucked up is there is a painting that hangs in front of the bed in my bedroom. Okay. That we got from, I think, my wife's mother was just getting rid of it. I
0: know what painting you're talking about.
1: And it looks just like... This
0: scene you're painting? The
1: fucking driveway from that house. Huh. And laying there, I get so pissed off because I want to be back in the mountains. Anyway. But you can't. So I'm young. I'm in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Got it. Completely new to me, but I'm happy. The den is lined with couches and my sister and I have a stereo. This song is playing. Both of us look like we're trying out for that scene in Flashdance.
0: I was going st- <laughs> to gonna say it's like flash
1: dance our younger sister's toddler clap just keeps getting louder katie for the win uh the song finally ends we collapse onto the couches i know i'll always remember those minutes of complete escapism and every male you know is lying if they say they can't relate to this song giving them moves
0: they didn't even know they had It's a good song. very good. Now it's stuck in my head.
1: I saw a certain someone listening to it recently. I'm not going to name any names, but he he is a a prominent podcaster. And what's your first <laughs> pick? <laughs>
0: okay. My first pick is New Thing by Red Foo. Red Foo is one half of lmFAO. Uh, the one thing that I want to say about this song is that sax smacks every time. You're welcome just oh, straight
1: uh, short to the point Yeah,
0: yeah, literally that's that's all I got to say about that song. It it's the saxophone in it is there's just something there that is ridiculous but so enjoyable.
1: How is saxophone not more prominent in popular music?
0: I don't know. Blue and I were actually just talking about this last night. Like there seems to be a a severe lack of horns in songs in our opinion.
1: I swear if I walked into a grocery store at this point and for some reason, they were just looping Kenny G tracks. I'd fucking shop for groceries all day long.
0: <laughs> I went to... Um, I was driving, and outside of Sprouts, there was this guy that was playing the saxophone. Just for for tips, or for nothing. Just just He just wanted to play. He was playing covers of songs, and it was amazing. Like, he did Tennessee Whiskey, the Come Get Your Love by Redbone, and... Michael, Michael Jackson tracks back to back to back to back. And I was just the only thing I could say to myself as I sent a video to blue going, who is this angel? He was amazing. I gave him $5.
1: There's this is a sad reality of our world is there are hundreds of thousands of those angels Mm -hmm. who you will never hear about.
0: Mm -hmm. I wish I wish he would have had like a card or something laid out.
1: We got to listen to Dero's 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 (laughs) Dero's Dero's
0: I asked or I told him when I dropped when I gave him the money, you know, I was wearing a mask and everything, hand sanitizer, everything, because I ain't I ain't fucking with that. Anyway, so I handed it to him and I looked at him and I said, you are really talented. Keep doing what you're doing, because I don't think enough people promote the arts, and I just, it was amazing. And so. Let me
1: guess. He looked you dead in the eye, and he said, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci, <laughs> game, Gucci <laughs> gang, Gucci <laughs> gang, Gucci <laughs> gang, It's
0: so stupid. <laughs> yep. All
1: right. What, I'm going to talk now. Yeah.
0: What's next on your pick?
1: It's Your Birthday by Luke. I used to get into a lot of trouble for listening to Two Life Crew, Luke, Poison Clan, et cetera. Luke is a member of Two Life Crew. It doesn't matter, but uh-huh, Yeah
0: sure
1: i think he also ran the record label which produced poison clan you know for a music podcast you don't really seem to like musical (laughs) facts
0: i'm fact girl are you kidding me anyway anyway
1: i got in trouble for listening to this sort of stuff a lot but i didn't even have to go looking for it to find it i remember adults shouting tastes great less filling from two live crews, Hey, We Want Some Pussy, mm-hmm. as we rocked back and forth on the Conquistador at Six Flags. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My neighbor's older sister used to blare shit like Luke's I Wanna Rock while a group of us played Truth or Dare. Do you know I Wanna Rock?
0: Uh, I think I'm confusing it with another song.
1: You might know it as
0: Doodle Brown. I th- okay, yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> youngin. Youngin.
0: Shut your mouth.
1: Uh, my aunt's boyfriend had the As Nasty As They Want To Be album on during most long drives. I picked this one because it was one of the few I could get away with listening to with my mom around because literally just shouts a bunch of stuff about your birthday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Believe me when I tell you this song has been danced to more than a few times, even in recent years. By the way, if you listen to this song and you get confused because you can't understand what's being said, Mm -hmm. Luke will ask a question. And when the people shout it back at him, they're agreeing and disagreeing at the same time. So when okay. he asks things like, what's that number one Zodiac sign? You're hearing like all of the Zodiac signs shouted at you at once.
0: And then he just picks whichever one he actually yeah, cares. Well,
1: and if it's a yes or no question, they're saying yes. And they're saying no at the same time. So you're not crazy. Okay. Just rock the fuck out and have fun with it.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Kind of a pick your own adventure song. What's your Yeah, next but pick? the adventure
0: goes any way that he wants, not what you want.
1: No, it is because you are supposed to respond as a listener to what He's saying.
0: Yeah, but I don't want to be that listener that's, he asks a question like, are you here to party or something like that? And I go, yeah. And he goes, no. Like, I don't want that.
1: Well, he doesn't say no. It's the people that are responding saying yes and no at the same time.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: So you can take it either way.
0: Okay. All right, okay, well then that's a lot better than what I was originally thinking. Next on my list is Easy Lover by Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. This pick comes from the simple fact of any time it is played, my brother can't simply sit still. He has, it's a good song, but he, s- he surprises me all the time with his the spectrum of his musical interests. Uh, ABC's The Look of Love is another one. Loves that song. Uh yeah, an easy lover for a for a long time and probably still to this day. Anytime it plays, Logan knows every word, and he cannot resist like doing this weird like hip shake step thing. Totally justified. Just never really expected out of him. So
1: I would expect it. F- it's it's random. Well you, it feels, you know everything. It feels off the beaten path. No, I mean you could not. Maybe that's what you're saying. I think you, you people couldn't that pre- meet
0: Logan, for the first time, they would have no idea. But growing up with Logan, I expect goofy selections like that from him because I know who he is and will always be under the surface. I think that's the same with you. We've known him long enough to know that there is this whole untapped side of him that he does not project onto most strangers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anything goes. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. And that's why nothing that you get is surprising, but it's always fun.
0: Yeah. You don't expect it. Yes. You know, it's always there. You just don't expect it. Right. What's next on your list?
1: Susudio by Phil Collins.
0: (laughs) Is that why you were laughing?
1: No, uh, I was laughing because I said you might learn something about yourself from listening to Luke's song. I mean, that's possible. It's just, it's a strange did, thought.
0: Did you learn something about yourself?
1: Like, could like you imagine going to school and your teachers being like, I want you to learn something about yourself this week and go home and listen to Luke. Uncle Luke's got something to teach you about how to raise the roof. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I.
1: Susudio by <laughs> yeah. Phil Collins. Yeah. I've mentioned that I hated this song as a kid. I just remember adults around me when it would come on doing a lot of jerking and unpredictable directions and pointing at each other or us kids. What upset me most about the song was that I couldn't help being infected by its groove even then. And anytime I was alone in those days, and this came on the radio, I used to mock the adult dances, uh, pretending it wasn't a good song. Now I'm that old guy who probably couldn't dance any other way to save my life, which if you were here to hear how many times I just tried that sentence, getting it right, you would know uh, dancing's probably not my forte at this point in life. Yeah. What's your next (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Isn't it weird how we think we're hot shit until a song comes on that we can't sit still to, and then we realize, oh my God, I'm old. Like I, I'm i pulling some moves that I used to make fun of other people's parents for doing, and now I'm doing them too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. Maybe next...
1: dance classes, maybe. Maybe that'll help. But had... We go in and they just tell us, you're too old. Leave. <laughs>
0: There's an age requirement, and you are over the age requirement for this class. I'm sorry. Go
1: learn how to tango Take or Take tango something. or salsa yeah. or
0: something. <laughs> Take a two-step class. I don't know. Anyway, uh, next on my list is Boombastic by Shaggy. See? He's already moving. There is something about this song that makes you want to grind your hips and roll your shoulders. It is so damn smooth. You want to roll. Oh, you're singing the song. I was like, what?
1: Very badly, yes.
0: I was like, what are you saying? Under my an...
1: voice in my head. I wasn't expecting people to pick roll, up on anything. Roll. Smooth.
0: Just like a Okay. You started it.
1: We literally don't have time.
0: I know. We don't have time. And I know you're making fun of me. Let's just keep going.
1: More than a woman by the B G S. Find me a heterosexual male born into the 80s who did not want to be Johnny Five from Short Circuit (laughs) during the dance scene with Ally Sheedy, wherein this song gets played. Go ahead, find me just one. You can't do it. And that's why any woman who likes this song is instantly sexier, in my silly
0: opinion. Also, I mean, people forget that Short Circuit is a thing. I don't, because there was like, what, eight of them. But Saturday Night Fever.
1: Yes, he's watching it on TV. That's why this is playing in the movie. Oh, he's watching Saturday Night Live. Johnny Five is watching TV and dancing to Saturday Night Live stuff. I can remember what
0: he was watching.
1: Yeah. Allie comes out looking like my first boner. And yeah.
0: She came out looking like your first boner.
1: She walks into the room looking like my first boner. It's not like she literally looks like...
0: Then what... Oh, okay. Okay. So was she your first boner? Probably. Okay. Because you say that. And all I can think about is a penis entering the room. You
1: know, and when I was writing this down, I was thinking about that, uh, the wet dream thing. Yes. For showgirls and uh, breakfast club night. Yes. And I have to wonder if something, some part of that was influenced not by showgirls, but but just by Ally Sheedy being in breakfast club.
0: Which is, says something about you because not a lot of people would gravitate towards Ally Sheedy's character in the breakfast club. I beg to differ. If you have, please let us know.
1: Most men don't like what
0: Molly Ringwald. You're se-
1: what you're seeing, oh, no, not Molly Ring. Molly, there's nothing wrong with Molly Ringwald. There's nothing wrong with most of the. I want to say average, but I mean the way most women look. There's nothing wrong with it. Like the stuff that the supermodels that you see on magazines and all that stuff. I don't know that most men like that.
0: I am not talking about the way she looks exactly. I mean, I guess her overall character in The Breakfast Club. But you're also a huge Ellie Sheedy fan because of what she brings to the table in. What movie, Shane? Short Circuit? No, St. Almost Fire.
1: Oh, I was thinking of Only the Lonely over here.
0: No, you also like her in St. Almost Fire. Yes, I do. There you go. Anyway, we've talked enough about Ali Sheedy and Short Circuit.
1: I don't remember what we're talking about, period now. This is a music <laughs> podcast, right? I'm... Yes,
0: yes, I'm pretty sure it is. Moving on okay. to my pick.
1: Yes, bring me back down to earth.
0: <laughs> it's Quit thinking about Ali Sheedy. And... Yes,
1: probably 25 years out from... Boner number one. Please, okay. let's continue.
0: All right. Uh, Next on my list is Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. This is a personal weakness because I cannot fight the urge to recreate Paul Rudd's late night performance every time I <laughs> hear it. It is probably my favorite late night lip syncing performance of all time. So thank you, Paul Rudd, for giving us the gift of that performance. And I'm sorry to anyone that I do this in front of.
1: You should be. All I have to say.
0: mm you haven't seen it. Correct,
1: <laughs> but I already know in advance.
0: <laughs> What's next for you?
1: Sorry about your feelings, Rayburn.
0: I didn't okay. mean to hurt them. It's okay.
1: I'm just being a dick because it's it's a lot of queen.
0: They're like a stone, Shane. It's a lot of queen. It's too, it is not too much queen. First of all, there is no such thing. Did so- you just
1: make an audio slave joke?
0: <gasps> I did!
1: Man. Do you remember the story, Rayburn, that I told about like a stone? No. That story did not take place on Lillian Miller. That's all I know. My uh, <laughs> my next pick is Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. Mm-hmm. I love this song, but its music video is what ultimately hooked me. The video reminds me of early days spent with my wife. She does her damnedest to present like a librarian now, but she was always dancing back then. She was dancing with a toddler when I met her, actually. We'd dance in the bars, we'd dance outdoors, we'd even dance in the privacy of that little apartment I had. She looks at me like I'm half crazy when I ask her to dance now, but once upon a time she did more dancing than any woman I've ever been with.
0: Y'all should dance. Y'all should dance more. Tell that to her. I will. I will walk outside and first thing I will say is I'll look at her and go, you should dance more. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. She'll probably look at me like I'm crazy. So, yeah. Okay. Was, I guess when someone... That was just, sweet. When I, you're
1: walking through a room and someone just tries to grab you and slow dance with you and you're in the middle of doing something as a very grown adult woman who's always got a to-do list and stuff. That's true. Yeah, I can understand it.
0: There was this video that I saw recently of try waking your partner up while dancing. So it's this lady, she's in bed, and it's like one of the songs from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, the... When You're da-da. So he's like... Dancing and he like pulls the covers back and he pulls her up and they're just sort of like swaying. Oh, that, oh, that is so. It, it's such a sweet video. If I can find it, I'll have I'll send it to Shane to put on the mentions playlist because it's so sweet.
1: Different strokes for different folks. It's uh, if you saw not it, not every woman is you. How that's could what you, I've discovered.
0: How could you really be mad? How could you be mad? You're maybe maybe that's coming from someone that doesn't get to dance enough. I love to dance. I don't get to dance enough. I have a partner that does not dance outside of the privacy of his own home. And usually those dances are single person dances. So, because he doesn't think he can dance, which is so stupid because anyone can dance. Let me say it again. Anyone can dance.
1: Yeah, just jut in weird directions and point.
0: (laughs) Sway back and forth. That's still a dance. Anyway, so... Me seeing something like that, I don't know how I could be mad getting woken up like that.
1: Show off your overbite while you're doing it. Mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> Give him the old eyebrow.
1: What's your final pick?
0: Uh, Real Big by Manny Fresh. Thank you, Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition, because my significant other forgot all about you until recently. And now he proceeds to play this song, dance, and sing all the words throughout our house. So thank you for blessing me with that image. Of what that looks like.
1: That is a blessing. Yes. My opinion. Your opinion? Is that it's a blessing. Okay. Let's talk about Audio Slave.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Audio Slave. I'll lead. Okay. You're going to lead this dance? Totally. Okay, cool. I'll
1: tap out this two step for you. That sounded, oh that sounded weird.
0: <laughs> Woo! First
1: album I that changed we, my mind. The first album that we covered was Audio Slave, self titled album mm-hmm. from 2002. This was my top album.
0: This was my middle album.
1: Out of the 14 tracks, I gave six fives.
0: I gave four fives.
1: My top track was Show Me How to Live.
0: My top track was Set It Off.
1: My bottom track was The Last Remaining Light.
0: My bottom track was Bring Em Back Alive.
1: This album doesn't hurt for killer hooks, great vocals, or memorable sound. My primary gripe is a plethora of overly dull or basic instrumentation throughout the verses. I can't always be bothered to sit through a droning buildup to hear what really are amazing choruses. If low lows make the highs better for you, you'll probably adore this album, though. I would add that the bass carries this album quite a bit.
0: I said something on par with what you said. Vocal stylings are consistent, very alternative but they don't switch up the direction much. And I enjoy the slower stuff. I just think there was something missing, a lot of buildup. When you got there, it was good, but it was just too much waiting. Yeah. So I thought something similar when listening to this album. Good.
1: I'm not crazy.
0: That's good. (laughs) I think that that is a stretch to say.
1: The next album we covered was Out of Exile from 2005. This was my middle pick.
0: This is my top album.
1: Out of the 12 tracks, I gave it three fives.
0: I gave it three fives as well.
1: My top track was Out of Exile.
0: My top track was Heaven's Dead.
1: And my bottom track was Man or Animal. Same. This only vaguely sounds like the same group, and rarely does that work in their favor. The drums were a marked improvement, but the chorus melodies weren't a great fit for Cornell's voice. Most of this just feels half-baked, which makes it forgettable, in my opinion. One of my three fives, called Number One Zero, could have been structured in a tighter fashion. Just an example of—I don't really know that they're all in the same place here. By the way, we should probably mention that Audio Slave is a supergroup mm-hmm. comprised of members from Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. It's Soundgarden's uh, lead vocalist. Chris Cornell, Cornell and their, their rhythm guitarist. And then from Rage, you've got the, what is it? Tom Morello, lead guitarist. Yeah. And then the uh, the bassist and the drummer. Yeah. So if you can imagine those two groups playing together. Eh,
0: That's about what, it, what this sounds like.
1: Yeah. It just hits in different places depending on where you are.
0: I said that I thought this album took a slower approach. While the vocals are still recognizably consistent, you know Cornell's voice when you hear it. There's a more variety in sounds. And this album had a softer touch for me, which is one of the reasons why it was my top. You know me. I like it soft.
1: Yep. And the things that I (laughs) liked on this album were definitely not the soft parts. (laughs) It was the complicated shit that I enjoyed.
0: Shane loves complication and I love it soft. Yeah. There you go.
1: I like, what what did you say? Stress in the music. (laughs) Did I say that? Yeah. Which is just playing a lot of notes. You're playing a lot of notes and it sounds pretty good put together. I enjoy that. Shane enjoys it. I like flair. Uh, Last album that we covered was Revelations from 2006. This was my bottom album.
0: This is my bottom as well.
1: Out of the 12 tracks, I only gave it two fives.
0: I gave it one five.
1: My top track was Moth.
0: My top track was one and the same.
1: Which I think was my other five. So cool. Look
0: at us go.
1: Yeah. And my bottom track was Original Fire.
0: My bottom track was Until We Fall.
1: No easy way to say this. The stronger this band's music gets, the more Cornell feels like a poor fit for lead vocalist and lyricist. I genuinely hate to say that because he was so good on that first album. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's bad so much as it is that the vocal presence can feel uninspired and repetitiously lazy Mm -hmm. at times. A shame, too, because some of the music is damn good especially on this album. This album at least ends on a very high note for me.
0: Well, you I think you're going to be a lot nicer than me because what I said about this album is it seemed goofy and uninspired. At times it seemed like they were trying to be someone else before their time, like so a band before Audio Slave's time, almost like an Aerosmith cover band at times. Meh, similar guitar riffs for multiple songs. Nothing on this album was terrible. It was consistently middle of the road for okay. me. So,
1: And we talked about the fact that it's a super group. I should add that what I thought about the sound in general is it reminded me most of Stone Temple Pilots, but just rarely as good as Stone Temple Pilots yeah. tend to be. Yeah. Uh, the weakest element for me was the raw live drum sound. It grated on me most of the time. Uh, This did get better on the third album. There are also some things that happen in the earlier albums, like you, you don't hear the lead guitar anywhere near as much. It's hidden behind so much processed effect that you miss it. And yeah. that got better. They just, they started playing together better as it went on. But Cornell felt like he was falling more and more away from his interest in whatever it was they were doing. Yeah. I don't know if he found it hard to vocally approach the place that the band was making music from, but.
0: I think it seemed in that later album, like the the longer they went. Instead of being that super group, they were starting to divide themselves, and it kind of seemed like they were wanting to go in multiple directions, which was sound... Was there a break in Soundgarden, or was he doing this? Do you know? I don't Because I'm not sure either. Okay.
1: I'm pretty sure Rage split up, but if you look at the linear notes, you'll see it too, because it looks like the band wrote the music, and Cornell just came in and wrote the vocals on top of it.
0: So he was putting lyrics to their music to fit their music. Right. Which usually you when it comes to songwriting, you write you write the lyrics first and make melodies around them. And they
1: may, they actually I'm almost certain that they played together and wrote together and all that sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. just that they trusted Cornell to write the lyrics here, you know, and mm-hmm. and for whatever reason he just he wasn't hitting the same you know, things out of the park like he did in the beginning.
0: I'm just wondering if there was some sort of overlap that caused him to be a little, not distant, but disassociated.
1: When that first CD came out, the band caught a lot of flack. I remember because they were compared so much to their original groups. Mm-hmm. I think the band really did try to make it tighter and develop their own sound, which they're definitely successful at. Some of yeah. this music is so fucking good. But as the music got better... Uh, it seemed like Cornell was trying to prove something, too, and just whatever direction he was going in was not something I was a fan of. Okay. I bet there are plenty of people out there who are, who yeah. love it. It sometimes reminded me of some other rock projects that I can't get behind most of the time, like Smacked sometimes.
0: Well, this is the last album that Audio Slave did together. Yeah. So maybe you're not wrong in thinking what you're thinking. Oh. Because yeah, there was not a follow-up. Yeah. So just like pointing that out. They only had 3 albums. Yeah, their
1: their lead lyricist died. What are you going to do? What year did he die? I don't remember. I was we don't say, need I don't a, we think... don't need a fact check. It's anyway, okay. Okay. The music makes me feel like I'm overly tired and someone keeps blowing me just enough to keep me awake. Specifically that first <laughs> album. That's that's what it was. And then eventually you could you could switch the vocals and the music and it's still the same thing. Like you're really trying to drift off and it's annoying, right? I you, mean, you how the, annoying can it be, though? You want the sleep, but you you're want like the blowjob, you want the other
0: thing. Eh, you're somewhere in between. But you're not between. really
1: getting either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think uh, something they should do is drop a greatest hits album. It Would probably help with people knowing more of what they have to offer.
0: Mm-hmm. Now would be a perfect time in the wake of Cornell's death.
1: I can't stress enough that the music was best on album three. It just had vocals, which didn't suit it well. If all you know of Audio Slave is their debut you're only missing out on a handful of winners from the other albums. That's really all I have to say. Do you have some notes?
0: Nope. nothing. I do not. I've kind of touched on them throughout. So are you ready to take a break?
1: I am. I feel bad for some of the things we said here about this artist.
0: I don't think we said anything bad. I think that, I don't know, I think we're really good about paying respect to all artists, no matter if it's You know, someone that we're not a fan of, I still think we respect their, the fact that they put something out there. I think that we always show an artist respect. I think it's naive to think that we're going to like every artist. We're going to be all sunshine and rainbows about every artist and every album. We can like an artist. Without liking all of their works, without agreeing with all of their works. And I think that if you've come to this podcast only expecting all the good and not listing any of the negative, in our opinion, I think that that's naive to think that because we're human.
1: Yeah. And all I really wanted to get at right there was uh, I didn't mean to make it sound like I took nothing away from this. I'm glad I listened to it mm-hmm. because now I have my fives mm-hmm. and I know there just wasn't as much there as I thought there would be. Yeah. And that's going to happen and that's okay. I'm still really glad they did this.
0: The good thing is, is it's a, it's a super group. Yeah. So if we want more of what either one of these bands have to offer, we can just listen to those bands. That's correct. Yep.
1: Let's take our break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know me. I have to take that nap every time.
0: I know. That, that short little 10, 10 second nap, 15 second. I don't know. Anyway, you got any recommendations and plugs this week?
1: I sure do. My song recommendation is Frozen by Sabrina Claudio. Think jazzy Lana Del Rey. I found this one at random and keep turning to it. It's so good.
0: I saw you listening to that this week on Spotify, and I recognized the name because she was one of my song recommendations in our Christmas special. Oh. So, well, it was her and The Weeknd. So, I can't. Christmas Blues is the name of the song. Sorry, I was remembering it. Christmas Blues. They got
1: together and did a Christmas song. Of all the potential there, they did a Christmas song.
0: Have you listened to it? No. It's good. It needs to be uh-huh. on on one of your playlists this Christmas. Is it
1: safe to listen to around people? It is the weekend, and yes, I don't know safe. if you've heard her voice, but it is safe. And yes, both of those things make you feel like you need to run in the bedroom. And
0: It's safe. I mean, it has multiple uses.
1: Do you have a song recommendation? I do.
0: Uh, it is Angel by Phineas. Phineas is Billie Eilish's brother. He also makes music. He also produces and does the instrumentals for a lot of Billie Eilish's music.
1: Young William Eyelash for anyone who's confused. Young
0: William Eyelash. This song specifically, I would compare it to a Sam Smith song or maybe even a John Legend song. The vocals are there. And if you like either one of those artists, check out this song by Phineas. Again, that's Angel by Phineas. F-I-N-N-E-A-S.
1: Love me some Sam Smith.
0: There you go. No plugs from me.
1: Well, I've got one. Okay. It's a movie that my buddy Neil Ryan recommended that I watch on Prime Video. It's called HUD, and it's a Western-ish film based on a book by Larry McMurtry. It's the guy who wrote the Lonesome Dove series. Mm-hmm. Most people probably haven't heard this one, and we can all fix that unfortunate truth by watching and recommending the movie to others. Or, you know, you could just watch Godzilla vs. Kong or whatever's popular right now. I'm sure they're equally good, right, Rayburn? That
0: wasn't a bad movie, Shane. We're talking about Godzilla versus King Kong, right? Just came out.
1: I did mention the name of that film. Yes, I did.
0: Did I miss what you said before that?
1: Nope. I said you could just watch that instead because they're probably equally good. Right, Rayburn?
0: Why are you saying right, Rayburn?
1: I don't know. Just for your opinion. I don't even know if you've seen... HUD? I know you haven't seen HUD. I've seen Godzilla
0: versus Kong. I just watched it this past week. Are you trying to say something about my character?
1: Nope. No plug, though, right? No plug. We good. You're, you're, you're confused, and that's where I like you. Let's move on to the Foo Fighters. Uh, okay. No, I wasn't attacking your character. I was specifically being quiet, so I did not attack your character.
0: <laughs> what would you have said?
1: I don't know. I just I didn't want to actually, know what
0: you were implying. I didn't
1: actually get to watch the entire film. I got to watch parts of Godzilla versus Kong, and uh, yeah, it just seemed it wasn't HUD. Let's well, say I that I
0: haven't seen HUD. Are you? Are did you not enjoy it? Is that what you're saying?
1: HUD got a four point five from me, and my takeaway from Godzilla versus Kong would have been three point two five, which has had its moments.
0: I might be a little biased because. Any time that Godzilla or Kong would fight, this is why I'm with the person that I'm with. Blue would turn it on that. You know that song. What is the name of that damn song? I can never remember it. Though.
1: The one that sounds like the the horn in Destiny at the beginning.
0: All
1: right. I don't know that part. I think I know the horn in the beginning that you're talking about. But.
0: Yes, and I think we're talking about the same song. He w- he was hooked up to the sound bar, and the music that they play in the film for just a second—it sounds like it. So Blue's like, huh, huh, "Watch this," and he did it, and it was such a better scene because of it.
1: That's what we experienced in Destiny. We got yes. a, a vehicle that had a horn that made the same noise. Mm-hmm. And he's like laying in <laughs> wait throughout life for anything <laughs> that makes this noise. Yep. So he can be like, "Hey, check this out."
0: Speaking of Destiny because I haven't seen it in a while. Do you still own the Fantastic Lover Destiny video? No, that was not Destiny. That was Minecraft. Damn it.
1: Yeah, it's on my page.
0: What was the... Y'all made one for Destiny too.
1: Oh, there were a few. I did one with an ICP song. I did one with, I think, a Brian Steaksma song. There's probably... Yeah, there was one with a Otep song. Why are you asking me about
0: I, I don't know, because it's been a long time since I've seen any of those videos, and some of them were, were quite good.
1: We did some dance ones at the Tower to like Money by the Flying Lizards, mm-hmm. or uh, there's a Nicki Minaj song.
0: Stupid hoe? Nah.
1: It's right at the end of the bonus tracks for Pink Friday, though, and it's not super bass. It's the other I one. I was thinking of super bass.
0: Like, anyway, we're rambling. She um, says her
1: name is Nicki.
0: She Doesn't she say that in every song?
1: No, I mean, that's the main... like. Oh. Sample.
0: I feel like I blow you mind. I feel like I've derailed this conversation enough.
1: You have. It's okay. Shall we Foo Fighters?
0: Yeah, Foo Fighters. Yeah, let's continue on to Foo Fighters. The first album that we covered by the Foo Fighters. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? They have more than three albums, and I let you pick the albums. Can you tell us why you picked these albums? Oh
0: yes, I did. Um, I picked these albums because. I was familiar with two. Uh, we couldn't pick the one that you wanted to pick because it was a double disc album.
1: We could. I just didn't want to. <laughs> it's okay. Because like, it's more work than I needed that this is. week. That
0: is. So I picked the first two albums that we cover, I was familiar with. I wanted to focus on some more of their earlier stuff and leave their later stuff for another episode. Like
1: So two. just start at the beginning. First three yeah. albums. Gotcha.
0: And I was curious about... The third album that we covered. So kind of the same mentality as the Black Keys. Mm. Two albums I knew. One album I wanted to know more about. Okay. So first album that we covered by the Foo Fighters was Foo Fighters from 1995. This is my bottom album. Agreed. I gave it one five out of 12 tracks.
1: I gave it zero. Wow.
0: Okay. Well, we're, we're still right in the same ballpark. Yeah. Uh, my top track was Good Grief. Floaty. Floaty.
1: Floaty was the one. Okay. Was the only one here that got a four from me.
0: I would like to ask you what your bottom track was before I list mine. Big me. Okay. Mine was For All the Cows.
1: Okay. I <laughs> thought when I heard it, I thought you would like that song. There was something-
0: Strange about it?
1: Beatles-esque I, to it.
0: I thought about it. I hate
1: to keep referencing Beatles, but I've been hearing it recently. So
0: Well, you remember, is uh, it Rocky Raccoon? Mm-hmm. That was not my uh, shit. Okay. That was I was going to say, you
1: can't compare- Rocky Raccoon to for all the cows.
0: Mm, I can and I did and I will
1: notes bish.
0: Um, this was teen. This reminded me of teen angst in the early two thousands, specifically um, a movie called The Perfect Score that had a very young Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson in it back before they were Captain America and Black Widow. If you haven't seen it, it's decent, but it reminds me a lot of that. Particular movie. Uh, drums and guitar at the forefront to vocals. Gr- Dave Grohl's vocals, in my opinion, took a back seat in this first album. It got a tad strange with lyrics at times. So for those of you that don't know, this is Dave Grohl's band, who is the drummer of Nirvana. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Shane?
1: Turns out there's a reason I've never heard this album. It's because it makes Nirvana's debut look like a masterpiece by way of comparison. Oof. If you'd have told me this band would go on to be great, I wouldn't have believed you. There are glimmers of potential here, but mostly it's every bit as muddy and underwhelming as its cover would lead you to believe that it's going to be. I'm sorry. Floaty did have some real potential. I didn't give any twos. Everything else was threes except for Floaty. Hard pass.
0: Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it either. I gave it two, uh, three twos. So still not getting a one, but yeah. Moving on to our next album, The Color and the Shape from 1997. This was my top album. Agreed. I gave it six fives out of 13 tracks.
1: I gave it five fives.
0: My top track was Everlong. Agreed. It's a great song.
1: It's it's so hard. You want to say my hero just off the top of your head, Mm, but...
0: It's Everlong.
1: Everlong hits. Monkey Wrench is also on this album.
0: I think that Everlong... For a long time, Everlong was my favorite Foo Fighters song. Yep. It's so good.
1: What it What is it now? Are I ha- we, I we... cannot
0: answer that question because I haven't listened to enough of their later albums.
1: My apologies. The reason I asked is because the album we didn't cover was In Your Honor. Mm-hmm. It was a double disc. I've always wanted to listen to it in its entirety, but it's because my favorite song is on that album. It's The Best of You.
0: Oh, that's a good song yeah. too.
1: Yeah. Their acoustic version of Times Like These, also really fucking good. Anyway.
0: I still think, and for me, Everlong would probably beat out Best of You.
1: If you haven't heard that song in a while... It's so good. It's so fucking I re- good.
0: I remember when it came out and they were showing the music video on MTV. God, I'm—I I say I'm that old. That wasn't that long ago, but I remember when it came out. Everlong's also got a really good music video. Kind of weird, but anyway, I'll have to check it out. Match I have not seen it. I don't know. How, I don't it? know how
1: that's possible. This was when I watched MTV. First it's okay. Of, you don't have to explain it to me. Say, let's let's talk about it. bottom tracks.
0: Bottom track is see you. Doll. I, I thought it was too repetitive. More pop in this album but it still touches on hints of melancholy gruel's vocals are more focused and again i like the slower stuff it's not bad okay
1: (laughs) i mean the slower stuff isn't bad if i had to make a comparison to slower stuff that's good the way that i think a lot of this slower stuff can be it would be the radiohead second album the bends the bends yeah, yeah
0: that was my favorite radio so, album. there was quite a bit to take away from this one i know album. that's
1: what i'm saying so my notes say that this was a mixed bag consisting mostly of goodies it's definitely a massive step forward from their debut and has some of their biggest hits but the songwriting can still be lackluster or one element shy of greatness beyond the best of what's on offer here overall the sound is much cleaner and they've definitely found a winning formula That they could stick to Mm -hmm. if they so chose.
0: Mm -hmm. This should have been their debut album. What did you think about the album cover? Did you like it? That blue and like that 1960s.
1: I'm not really drawn to any of their album covers that I can think of off the top of my head. You?
0: I obviously liked this one. I didn't think the first one was that bad. It was the gun, right? Like the pistol.
1: And I think it's meant to play on their names. It looks like an alien pistol, you know? Yeah,
0: it reminds me of those German pistols. Okay, yeah. Back back during like the, is it the Second World War? First World War? Oh, God.
1: It reminded me of something you would see in like an episode of uh, (laughs) The Twilight Zone.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, I think, yeah, that makes sense.
1: spacemen are going to shoot some rays at you. That. pew,
0: pew, pew, got it. Uh, and i don't even remember the third album so i don't remember the third album <laughs> dude cover. i don't either exactly yes i do <gasps> on I the do. neck yes it's, it's the neck it's
1: the tattoo on the back yeah. of the buzzed head or yeah the buzz uh cover. forgetful that was among the albums that was my favorite that's the one i would recognize immediately as foo fighters if there was no text anywhere on anything i was anything, gonna say
0: you didn't even remember that that was a, an album cover i
1: know but if I, that's what i'm saying if i saw it I would know.
0: Moving on to our next album, There's Nothing Left to Lose from 1999. This is my middle album. Agreed. I gave it four fives out of 11 tracks. Five fives. My top track was Aurora. Aurora. My bottom track is Generator.
1: Give me stitches.
0: I'm beginning to think that we're-
1: For the highs of Foo Fighters, we're on the same page. We're vibing. Yeah. We're
0: vibing over here. And the, and the, did you say the number of fives? Not only that, the-
1: Yeah, they were close. The- uh, University. Top tracks. I, you're really tempted. This this reminded me of my hero from the previous album mm-hmm. on the first listen. Super tempted to go with Learning to Fly, like the mm-hmm. the big hit. But it's Aurora. If you really sit there and listen to it, it reminds me of the experience I had with uh Yaz and Winter Kills. Mm-hmm. I know you don't agree, but oh. Yaz wasn't bad. Notes.
0: Uh notes for me, similarities to Soundgarden and Smashing Pumpkins. I got a lot of vibes. From that, why are you looking at me like that? Just keep reading. Experimented with some new sounds and inspirations. And again, I liked the harmonizing more on this album. Yeah. So why the face?
1: I think I have a note here. I could be wrong. Let's read what I've got and see. All right. This is the most reliably listenable album we covered, but the hits don't pack the same level of punch as its predecessor. Aurora is obviously the exception to that rule. So far, it seems like this group has trouble making most of their songs interesting in all places. The most common pitfall tends to be chorus vocals, and the whisper tracks never work for me. Great musicianship, though. Late 90s as fuck. Similar sounding songs or artists, I got early Smashing Pumpkin vibes throughout. It's not as good, but if you're going back to like Cherub Rock or Mm -hmm. something, beyond the hits that you know from Foo Fighters, you're going to get a lot Mm -hmm. of early early pumpkins shit Mm -hmm. here yeah just don't expect it to be pumpkins Pumpkins. it's dave Grohl's voice in place of billy corgan (laughs) if
0: you want pumpkins go listen to pumpkins yes Uh, i don't think we need to get into how much of a fan i am of dave Grohl and who he is as a person so i'm not going to get into that because we've talked about it in past episodes i feel like we've talked it a lot about Foo Fighters before our actual Foo Fighters episode. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear what we think about Dave Grohl and, and everything, go listen to those episodes. You'll we didn't even need to
1: record this No, shit. we didn't even need to. The drums from this group were constantly impressive. I don't know if that's because Dave is a drummer, so maybe the drummer of the group feels like he's got he's... this whole role to fill. Yeah. But so many like minor things about these drum tracks, even on that first album that I didn't care for. Mm -hmm. They're just so good.
0: And they're not, I will say in other bands, drums aren't a standout to me. And I don't know if it's because I know that Dave Grohl was the drummer for Nirvana. He knows his shit. He knows what he's talking about. He knows his vision. He knows what he's looking for. So the fact that you are able to Pick out the drums that are mainly supposed to assist every other instrument and the vocalist. It says something about his knowledge, about Dave Grohl's knowledge of when and where to use drums properly. Yep,
1: the music makes me feel like a bored teenager in most places. Okay, that can be. For good and for bad. Uh, to be most successful in the future, I think they should stay energetic and don't settle for mediocre hooks. Those two things, that's that's where you guys were going off base here. I'm pretty sure it picks up. Although I I don't know if this is going to be like a collective soul type thing. I have this, we haven't covered them yet, mm-hmm. but I have this impression of collective soul from my youth. They'd have like this massive hit on the radio and my aunt Jennifer would go out and buy a collective soul album. And we wouldn't find anything else on the CD that we liked. Yeah. Maybe the CD had two hits and we had those two songs that we liked. And I apologize in advance to Collective Soul if they wind (laughs) up being fantastic and I was just a dumbass kid. Do you have any notes?
0: I don't have anything, but I have one story that has always tickled me about Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Okay, so Foo Fighters were supposed to go on Saturday Night Live and Christopher Walken was the host. So Christopher Walken, before he announced the Foo Fighters, walks up to Dave Grohl and he goes, hey, I just want to know, is the emphasis of your name, is it on Foo or Fighters? Well, Dave Grohl, being the troll that he is, and they know who Christopher Walken is and how he talks, he said, oh, it's it's on Fighters. The emphasis is on Fighters. So Christopher Walken, if you ever watch that episode, and he introduces the Foo Fighters, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. (laughs) And... Dave Grohl trolled him so hard that I can't, I can't not think of Foo Fighters anymore. Nice. So Blue and I walk around the house going, Foo Fighters, (laughs) (laughs) anytime we talk about Foo Fighters. So, yeah. I think
1: my favorite part of that was uh, your impersonation. (laughs) Foo
0: Fighters. (laughs) You're welcome. That's
1: that's good. That's very good. (laughs) Thank you. I wanted to say that if it hadn't been for the debut, I think Foo Fighters would have taken the win this week. But they did not.
0: No, they did. Are you kidding me? They didn't. That is unexpected.
1: There were more fives from the other group. And wow. Yep. Uh, well, it's something new. It still would have been closer than I ever would have imagined, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither group made a wildly solid impression, but...
0: Could have been the albums chosen for Foo Fighters, though.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying.
0: Yeah. I'm oh, sorry to cut you off.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, the first one, like, if you look at the number of fives, it would have been Foo Fighters, period. But that first album got zero fives. What are you going to do?
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say that by my reaction to your results, Foo Fighters took it for me, but you will be surprised to know Foo Fighters got a 3.69 for average. Audio Slave, 3.65. That's pretty good. That is too close. That is extremely close. So Foo Fighters took it for me, but literally just by the skin of their teeth. And I don't know that that would be the case if I had picked those later albums. But again, I kind of wanted to start from the beginning since Audio Slave only has those three albums.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. So I want to clarify two things <laughs> before we move further. What? So a change I've not mentioned yet, and it's not going to be worth much to anybody, but we're now doing uh, versus matchups. for mm-hmm. Pretty much any artist that exists. I don't care how many albums they have. So if if it's someone like Billie Eilish that just has one CD at the time of recording, they're in the mix now as a possibility for anything.
0: But the most albums that we will cover is three from each artist. Right.
1: Okay. And what that changes, obviously, if everyone's in the mix, that changes our end of season specials. Mm -hmm. And what I think we're going to be doing at this point is revisiting an album by artists we've already covered.
0: So we will have. To, it will probably be our top albums from each artist. Because if Billie Eilish no, um, only has one,
1: I mean, artists in the past that we've talked about, if they still have albums that we haven't covered, we're going to cover a new album by those artists.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I'm a I'm a co-host on this podcast too. I totally knew what you were talking about. I'm I'm doing it for the listener. I'm acting like I don't know yes. as a, as from the listener's perspective. Shane,
1: I'm a I'm an assholeish tinker, <laughs> but. Rayburn trusts me for some reason, so...
0: I trust bel- you enough.
1: Believe me, these changes are going to be for the better, and...
0: I'm just here uh, to talk about music, man. Yeah,
1: and that's... I want it to be less... I want old artists to come up more often.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they do. We talk about them constantly. I mean, anyway. their albums. I want yes. I want
1: to cover their albums, and I want more new... I don't know what I'm saying. I want anyone, any artist to be able to participate in the main show.
0: Okay. Okay, I got you.
1: Moving on to our list.
0: Moving on to our list. So first on the second half of my list is "Saved at Money" by Lil Dicky featuring Fetty Watt. If you ever see Blue and myself swerving and acting a damn fool in traffic, mainly me, there's a ninety percent chance that this is the song that's playing on the radio.
1: Swerving in traffic.
0: Yeah, totally safe.
1: righty. well, What's... back back to us normal people.
0: Uh okay. Again, I'm, I'm that's kidding. a stretch. Yeah, it's.
1: What's... Starboy by The weekend. Oh, so good. I hate to reference another music video, but goddamn if this one isn't like a window into my mind after a breakup. Time to kill off that warmer side of myself and give in to the careless indulgence I contained in hopes of making a relationship work. Life becomes cold, surreal, violently sexy. It's a reminder for me of just how it feels when that give a damn of mine is asked to die.
0: I know we've said it in past episodes, but I seriously cannot wait till we cover the weekend it's gonna be such a good week because i you and i both really enjoy the weekend
1: yeah i'll hit you with a curve we'll just cover trilogy a bunch of shit you don't know in three albums of it (laughs) it's a joke what's next on your list ray (laughs) ray born
0: next on my list is i like it by cardi b bad bunny and j balvin that's a good pick uh, this takes me back to dancing my ass off with some silly Puerto Ricans and being probably the whitest person there. Shout out to Fay. Don't look at me like that.
1: Silly Puerto Ricans.
0: My friend Maria, who you have I met. No, I'm fucking
1: kidding. Her Jesus.
0: A- her actual name is Fey. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
1: Which I would fuck up completely if I were just reading it.
0: I heard her pronounce it several times. Anyway- her wedding, silly Puerto Ricans, her entire family, which I got close to. I mean, I wasn't in the wedding, but I felt like I was a big, like I was in the wedding because I hung out with her and her family a lot around this time. Bachelorette parties, bridal showers, things like that. At one point, her mom called me her the white daughter that she never had or something like that. Anyway, game nights. So yeah, it just takes me back to a time in my life where I was I was an adopted. Puerto Rican for a couple weeks. All right. That's nice. Anyway. Cool. Cool.
1: That's again, filter. Cool. Filter. Okay. Filter, filter. Don't say stupid shit.
0: What's next on your list?
1: Only Girl in the World by Rihanna. Okay. That's Rihanna. hmm For those who are confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meg and I split for a few months after being together that first year or two Once we were back together I anticipated more of what had always happened before when I stopped being single But certain people didn't fall away this time They just kept coming at me real fucking hard I don't know if it's because I was back in a relationship that had already failed once So maybe people thought like why wait until it happens again or something Hmm. Maybe I was just at the peak of my appeal Hilarious, I know. Nonetheless, these come-ons continued for years. I was sent this video on multiple occasions by different girls trying to pull me with seriously over-the-top descriptions of what they wanted to do to me alongside the video. All this ever resulted in, though, was me having sexy dance dreams about Rihanna. <laughs> also, I should make clear that I've flirted with women over the years and that I have female friends who've almost certainly discussed Rihanna with me at some point. I'm not referencing any of you here. Okay. Okay. Just to be clear, I'm not making shit up about girls flirting with me.
0: Who thought you were making that shit up?
1: I'm worried sometimes that people think I'm fabricating stories and there are only like two or three women in my life and they're going to be looking at me like, I never sent you anything like that. Like, no, that's not what the fuck I'm talking about. All right. (laughs) What's your next pick?
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm
1: seeing that video in my head right now, actually. I think if, if you could go back in a time machine and put ali sheedy in there is like a. oh
0: my god (laughs) you gotta stop with this next on my list is calling all my lovelies by bruno mars do not play this i will not be able
1: (laughs) here's my song recommendation fucking don't ever play
0: this song (laughs) shut up do not play this i repeat do not play this i will not be held accountable for the raw sexual energy that may come from my body you have been warned
1: can we take a break so I can remove this from my playlist just to Nope. Just so that it never comes on accidentally during like a nope. a family gaming session or something? Nope.
0: Okay. If I have to think about Rihanna and Ali Sheedy and your first Ooh. boner.
1: Ooh, there was another. It's Alicia Keys, right? Because Alicia Keys and Rihanna were gonna make the perfect music video, but now you could have Ali Sheedy from the eighties as an extra.
0: Yeah. Would you would you like to throw Rosario Dawson in there too? Because Lovely. Why are you why are you making that face? Rosario Dawson was your was your girl.
1: Rosario Dawson is comparable to like a comment that I made, like a side comment. Like I made a comment to the family about finding uh, certain was... short women attractive and okay. suddenly that became that I wanted to watch midget porn all the time? Yeah. This is this is a comparable type thing. Rosario Dawson is gorgeous.
0: I, I was going to say, didn't you like her in Sin City? Is it Sin City?
1: She was in Sin City. I think where she really caught me is um, Clerks 2. 2.
0: Yeah, she was, she was cool.
1: Is that the one where she talks about the uh, circumstances under which yes, ass, to mouth ass to mouth is acceptable? Yes. Fuck yeah.
0: Some, sometimes it's acceptable to go ass to mouth. Ha ha! Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Calling All My Lovelies by Bruno Mars. And no, you cannot delete it from any of your playlists. What's next on your list?
1: The perfect Thanksgiving song. I repeat, the perfect Thanksgiving song. (laughs) It's Greens, Beans, Potatoes, man, by DJ Suede, the remix god. Okay. It's the only Thanksgiving dance song the world ever needs. There's actually a dance video on YouTube done by Roy Purdy. And any of y'all who try saying you've never danced like this in excited anticipation of that Thanksgiving meal are either liars or you have no soul.
0: As he slowly puts down his notes. Point blank period. (laughs) Next on my list is 52 Girls by the B-52s. Three words, Kissy, Pony, and Fred. No, this is not a weird porn that I stumbled across on the internet. Don't believe you. If you have never seen my mom do her classic pony dance, your life is seriously lacking.
1: Well, speaking of a song I think your mom would probably get down to, my next pick is Apache by the Sugar Hill Gang. (laughs) I know this because of my childhood friend, Chris, but what it makes me think of most is that very first Bond party. My now brother-in-law got decked out in a business suit and danced around and I's apartment to this track, shaking his vespers for everyone <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. This dude's got moves too. Meanwhile, there's me forever looking like any of the people in this song's music video.
0: I feel like it, I've seen that music video.
1: I was actually surprised that it's still on the internet because it's
0: like culturally 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 insensitive. Yeah, Yeah, you'd be surprised what's on the internet. I
1: love that society is progressing. I am very tired of overanalyzing everything at all times.
0: So what, you're just going to let society do it for you?
1: No, I mean, I don't want... That's the reason why if you ever hear us uh, say we're not going to talk about the personal shit of a music artist, Mm -hmm. like if they're in... Trouble like Michael Jackson scandals, if we ever cover that, yep. or what's gone on with you know Kanye or yep. anybody, we're, um, we're
0: focusing on their, their exactly. music capability, not exactly. their personal lives. While we a lot of the times don't agree with what they have said or what they have, have done or their personal opinions on matters, we're focusing on their musical contributions, yes. So, and we may
1: have very strong opinions on. Oh, yeah. We certain have... artists and what they are accused of doing in their personal lives, but mm-hmm. we're here to listen to the music and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. we we'll probably agree with the majority of you, just in case you're wondering, but yeah. we're not focusing on that. What's
0: next on your list? Good thing is, is they'll never know because we won't talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Correct. Last on my list is Creep by TLC. You remember what I said about my mom? Well, this is mine. If you know what dance accompanies this song and you are in my presence, you're welcome. Okay. 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 That was mainly a shout out to Toby Bradley because he's listening.
1: Because he makes you want to creep. Yeah. No, he
0: knows what dance I'm talking about because anytime he hears this song, he thinks about this dance. Okay. Another time. Another time.
1: I see you, Toby. I see see you.
0: (laughs) What's last on your list?
1: Can't stop the feeling. Justin Mm -hmm. Timberlake and Anna Kendrick Mm -hmm. my son loves to dance. He also loves music and cartoons still It's rare that he jumps up while watching something in order to bust a move Mm -hmm. But i'm always going to remember him straight up getting it at the end of the trolls movie You could tell he'd been waiting the whole damn time to cut loose. I get happy just thinking about him dancing
0: It's a good song, but I always think that your son's always moving anyway. The kid is active. Yeah, he moves I just think his default setting is doing some sort of dance, like his sidestep thing that he does.
1: Oh, dude. Recently, it's been breakdancing.
0: Yeah, what?
1: He he puts his hands down on the ground. He doesn't know how to spin or anything, so he's basically just moving like a (laughs) turtle in circles. It's the best.
0: That's so cute. Aw. Well, I can't wait to hear more about Taylor's breakdancing journey, but until that time happens, why don't we draw our next artist?
1: You got it.
0: Okay, I got it.
1: Shake up this damn jar from listeners. Let's see what we got.
0: I always get a little nervous.
1: Here's a recommendation from my Aunt Sandra, Who, which while we're talking about her, I'd like to thank her for all of the engagement she's given us, or she's given me and Joseph. I know this is our podcast and I'm talking about the banter bar, but she's been really pushing with recommendations and questions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we love it. Mm-hmm. We love engagement. If you are someone who's out there listening to a podcast and you feel like maybe it's weird that you try to talk to the hosts about something or you write them about mm-hmm. something, we live for that. Yes, Please yes. get in touch with us. Uh, like here on this podcast, we're still wanting more top 10 artists from everybody.
0: Yes. Uh, you know what? One one thing that I would like to suggest to listen, listeners, other than suggesting artists, ask us to cover a top ten list. That would be really, really great. Control what what type of lists you want to hear from us by suggesting it in the comments on any social media platform, or suggest it suggesting us it to us in person. I mean, it it doesn't matter. We're always looking for new material to use, and we want to do things that are gonna that the listeners are asking for, and that the listeners can benefit from. So let us know.
1: And just don't be afraid is the real takeaway. We're we're here for we're it. We, we like the interaction. So yeah, if you're listening and you want to talk to us, I may be kind of short-winded sometimes, surprisingly, I, in messages, but...
0: I promise we're not as big of assholes as we sound like on this podcast.
1: And if you suffered through all of that and you're still here, uh, Sandra recommended George Strait. So we're oh, going to cover George Strait. All right. And... In the pre-made match list, George Strait is going up against Keith Whitley.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. I haven't listened to very much Keith Whitley. George Strait I'm familiar with, so.
1: I picked the matchup artist because some of the songs that they do Mm -hmm. were by the same songwriter. Sometimes they do the exact same song. Like, Does Fort Worth Ever Cross Your Mind? I think is one that they both did. Yeah, Stuff like that.
0: Okay. So. Um, Speaking of your Aunt Sandra. Didn't she have a celebration recently?
1: Yeah, she got married. Yeah. To a Shane.
0: So congratulations, Sandra, on your nuptials.
1: My favorite Shane in the world, by the way, apart from myself.
0: Of course, you're your favorite.
1: I have to love myself more (laughs) than anybody else. You have to, to to make it in the world, right?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, this coming from you when you give me shit about how amazing I am and how amazing I think I am.
1: Shane is awesome. Corey likes to take some credit, but Shane's responsible for the Keystone Room.
0: Keystone! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Looking
1: forward to next week.
0: Yes, I am too. And that's going to do it for this week. Hit up our playlist to hear all the songs we talked about. Get our full ratings, t-shirts, and bonus episodes at teespring.com slash rated radio. And guide what we listen to by suggesting new artists for our jam jar. You can even send us voice messages on Facebook for a shot at being on the show. Your support really is what makes or breaks us. So thank you for listening and sharing. And until next time, fill your world with music.
1: And stop being so damn afraid to dance. Get the fuck out there. Get it.